I pointed at this red button over on the wall and um, I was like, what's that thing? And knowing kind of well what it would, what it would be, he mentioned, oh, that's an emergency shutoff button. You want to see? And he slammed it. Solution architects, what do they do? If you've worked in tech for any amount of time, or if you've been looking at a job in the tech field, you might already know job titles in tech can be super vague. But let me tell you this. If you are passionate about technology and love designing cutting edge solutions, you're in the right place. We're gonna go explore all the ins and outs of this dynamic role and give you a glimpse of the incredible opportunities it has to offer. Today, we have Matthew, who is a solutions architect for VMware. Welcome to the show, Matthew. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Do you mind uh, just telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got your start in the field? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Matthew Webb. I go by Matt. Um, I'm a cloud solutions architect at VMware. I've been in the IT industry for, gosh, almost a decade now. Uh, and uh, really, I got my start at uh, Dell, the computer company, in 2009, um, You know, selling computers and desktops on the queue and really paved a way into an engineering path into cloud solutions architect, which is really, at the end time, a lot of solutions architects, it's like a pre-sales SE. It's had many different titles over the year. Absolutely. Just, do you mind kind of diving in what a day looks like for you? What What is your daily responsibilities there? Yeah. You know, um, in the cloud age, and especially, you know, the product I cover, I cover Azure VMware solution, which is uh, VMware's software-defined data center stack in Azure, um, is, you know, it's part uh, pilot solutions architect helping customers implement the first stages of what looks good for the product that I sell or what can fit their use case. Uh, and I'd say it's like 50, 50, 50% of the time is about doing that job. And the other 50% of the time is, you know, uh, pre-sales things like going over an overview, a technical deep dive, uh, going over, you know, the different types of use cases or the challenges the customer may be having, uh, to adopt our solution. Uh, so, you know, day to day, um, the one thing I love about being a solutions architect is just the vastness that you work with customers. I currently co cover uh, state, local education and federal accounts, but I've covered commercial and enterprise accounts. And I'd say what, you know, constantly keeps me in this is just, n there's never, like every customer's a snowflake, even though, you know, maybe they're not as much of a snowflake as they think they are. Uh, everyone has a unique <laughs> business, right? Like they all... Yeah. They all have a different way they do things. They all have different challenges. And I think that's, you know, one of the, the things that pulls people into this type of role is like, I, you know, I have this tool and I have to make sure that it fits to what you, your need is or a, a solution that fits your needs. Absolutely. Um, you know, and that sounds, uh, I mean, that sounds so interesting because when I got into the tech field, my biggest concern is, you know, you would hear these people that when they just started out in the tech field, they would get like siloed off into like a certain like technology or mm -hmm. just uh, doing the same thing day in, day out. And that was a big concern of mine. Um, but it sounds like, you know, you kind of get to be a jack of all trades and you got to, there's not one solution that fits all and you kind of get a have a wide you know, yeah, range of and experience. I, and I think that's sort of the evolution of the industry, especially with the emergence of cloud and cloud technologies, whether it's private or public. You know, I think we've gotten to a point where <clears throat> they're not the big complicated. So I started in the storage field. That's actually I did. I have it. I had a specific product area, which was just storage. And it used to be you really had to have subject matter experts in storage because it was so complicated. If you think back into the symmetrics days of LUNs and meta LUNs, and it was just it was so niche and unknown that you had to have that expertise. But if you look at like just the arc of how storage has become way more user friendly um, and just simpler to manage, 
especially with SSDs, it, the industry in general has asked us to be a jack of all trades. Like you, it is good to have expertise in a specific area. Matter of fact, I'm still sort of the storage guy when it comes to my team. And so when they, you know, they, they have a storage problem with a customer, I'm the first one they go to, but to, you have to have like, a well-rounded, you know, expertise in all the areas. I was not a networking expert before I took this role. And now I'm not going to say I'm a network expert per se, but I w- learned way more about BGP. I ever thought I would want to learn in my <laughs> lifetime. So, you know, that is like, that is the arc of this industry. It used to be, you need to know one thing. Maybe that's just windows. Maybe that's just Cisco IOS. Maybe that was just Dell iDRAC or hard, you know, a certain hardware vendor, uh, now the industry has had a shift to you need to kind of know everything and what it, it kind of digs you know, into. You have to feel everything around IT to make it work for the business. Absolutely. So let's dive into like how to become a solution architect. Um, what did your, your learning path or your career path look like? Yeah, I, I think in you and your channel have shown there's not a single path to it, right? Like if you Absolutely. want to be in IT, you can be in IT. Um, mine is almost completely backwards than than most people's journey. So let me kind of frame the typical journey. It's not um you know not not how everyone came into this type of role, but usually people worked like at a client like yourself, Dakota, like you were yeah. an administrator or you ran a knock or you you know you had those 2 a.m. phone calls that wake you up because there's a switch down and it's causing yep. you know repercussions throughout the whole network. I started um you know I got out of college in 2009 and man, talk about something that'll stain you for life. Getting out <laughs> during, you know, during the Great Recession, I was, you know, I actually worked at a debt collection company, and then I found a job at Delaware for first hiring class out of out of the Great Recession. And they need people to answer the queue calls. One eight hundred call Dell. That was me on the other end of the phone. You know, do you want you know, a, a laptop or a desktop? But I was always interested, and I've always been around uh, technology in some way, whether it was. You know, my college career, I was a mass comp, so I did a lot of video editing and photo editing. So I've always been interested in the tech part. And when I got into the career field, I knew I wanted to be in the more high-tech server data center space. So I worked my way into that, which is very rare. Usually it's people, like I said, that worked in a knock or worked in a data center, know that, and then have to learn sort of the sales side of you know, working with a client, building relationships, and making sure that you're fitting their needs for their business and, and providing value. I had the sales piece of it, but I had to self-learn the technology. And so um, what I have seen on some other interviews you've done that I will uh, 100% back is you know, try to make a lab. Like go, whether that's in Amazon, 100%. Yeah, free tier, um, the way I made my own lab is I had, I got free gear. People started decommissioning stuff out of their data center. I said, I want it, bring it to me. And I got a little 10 u rack that I put in the garage and it was the worst place for airflow. And I had overheating <laughs> happen all the time. My power bill was super high, but you know, in the state of Washington, it's actually pretty low, you know, uh, cost per kilowatt hour. The lab was, I think, game changing for me. Feeling and touching that stuff, updating, like going through all, just knowing where the buttons were and just diving in. That's where I think I really had my technology expertise excel. Is is that? I think that's one of the best ways. And like, I love physical labs because you're actually feeling the hardware. Mm -hmm. You're feeling that Ethernet cable click in. You know who doesn't love physical labs? 
your spouse. <laughs> Every time I bring home a new thing from my lab, she's like, where on earth did you find this crap? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the yeah, box of absolutely. wires that seem to just procreate. There's just more and more exactly. coming out of it. Or I remember in my lab too, I had to cut a hole in the ba- in the garage to the other room so I could get it to my router so it'd have internet connectivity. <laughs> yeah, uh, spouses don't like labs. They uh, definitely increase the... Uh, uh, you know, the, the power bill, but I can't, I can't emphasize it enough. Like, it's, especially for certifications, yeah. like you're going to pass Absolutely. it if you've got the hardware. So, and, and it's also a great talking point about uh, when you're talking to future employers, bring that up during your interview, especially mm-hmm. if you don't have a lot of experience in the field. I just did a video about that. You know, that's one way to build experience is to do projects on a home lab. So, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail no, the conversation there. Absolutely. And even people that have been in the career, I don't think people realize how much it, it like you may be working in the field currently as an IT administrator, but how often you patch, update, and install this stuff actually sometimes can go long stretches, especially if your company is trying to make it stretch every last dollar, right? Like you may have yep. five or seven year old equipment. Having your own lab where you can break things. And you can just wipe and start over, or you can yep. troubleshoot that one thing that had been bugging you that whole time. And it's on your timetable and you can sit there and think again, it's, it's pretty invaluable. It's not a requirement. I think you can still learn by the books, by YouTube videos, by, um, by many different ways, but I can't yeah. emphasize enough of, of grabbing it. And if you're not going to be necessarily in the infrastructure field, then you need to get into the development, you know, like cloud native applications, Kubernetes, like you need to be touching that stuff. So wherever you're interested, you know, toy with the things that in the field that you want to get into. So let's dive into um, certifications. That's like the common question I always get, like what certifications can I get to help progress along this career path? Is there certain certifications you recommend over other ones? Yeah. So for virtualization, especially, you know, I work for VMware. Um, you know, there's uh, the VCP program for, uh, for, uh, for data center virtualization. You have network virtualization, desktop virtualization, cloud management, those are all good certifications to have, and I think it will get your foot in the door. Uh, but as a solutions architect and being in pre-sales, um, honestly, your brand and your name are the most important, right? Like you, you will carry relationships really um, that are very long-term with customers. Now, uh, in my career, I've had varying sorts of, um, I would say, uh, you know, uh, territories. Sometimes I cover just the state of Oregon and sometimes I've covered the whole country. Like right now I cover the whole country. Um, but you'll just as people that are in this industry will tell you it's a small world and you will run into the same people. And so, you know, working with customers through issues, uh, things that you may have sold them that aren't meeting their expectations when you show up and you, you stand by, you know, what you said and, and try to fix any wrongs you may have done, your brand's going to go further than any certification, in my opinion. Nice. Uh, but, you know, certifications are a great, great way to kind of enable you back into the, the lab of, you know, they asked a question about this, but I know the answer. I don't know what it really means. Maybe I should toy around with it. So, you know, some certifications I got that I think were really helpful for me, especially in virtualization and VMware in general, were the VCP for DC, DCV uh, and then the network virtualization uh, you know, VCP, those are both huge, huge. Absolutely. Uh, I want to dive into building your brand a little bit further because I think that is very useful advice because as much as I hate me to say it, a lot of times in tech, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what other tips and advice do you have for kind of building up your brand and, you know, um, building up kind of that 
rapport in, in the tech field. Yeah. So I, first I'd say, you know, it does have to be the right visible role. So it's easy as a pre-sales. And once you're in that role, you're working with a lot of clients that make business decisions and business decisions have visibility, right? So, you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to diminish the fact that you may only be uh, in a help desk or something like that, but you can still be visible in those. And honestly, it's just do your job good and well and make sure it's seen. Um, make sure that your success is seen. And sometimes that means, you know, bubbling it up to your manager. Sometimes it's about blogging, you know, making blogs. Sometimes it's just being uh, active on Twitter or I guess X now or whatever social media that you use. <laughs> um, you know, those, those things are all ways to build your brand because it very much is marketing. You know, if you take yeah. a marketing class, like people will associate your name with hopefully positive things. That's what you want to come out of it. And even if it is associated with a negative time, if you were the one that showed up every day and said, we're going to work through this, that will still be Matt was there, right? Or Dakota was there. So, um, you know, the the marketing aspect is important. Make sure that you you are doing things to be seen. But I honestly think it's it's as simple as doing your job well that you're currently in. Nice. I want to dive into uh, what career investment looks like in this field. For, um, you know, a lot of people, they'll kind of get into some of those entry level position, uh, positions, you know, either in sales or whatever, and they, they get stuck. They don't know how to pivot out into like their dream goal. Hmm. Um, what can you tell me about that? Yeah, I think it's implementing yourself in the IT community. Um, so everything we've talked about so far, I think, builds up to advancement. You know, making sure you're always a learner, right? And that may be in the lab, that may be on YouTube videos, that may be, you know, starting to code in VS Code for the first time. Um, building a good solid brand that will help with career uh, advancement as well. But making sure that you're um, whatever group. So for you know, people that are around VMware, they may be aware of the VMware users groups, which uh, happen in every major city around the area. Go attend those, right? And they'll even have like, you know, beers and engineers. Like go go to those happy hour events, go meet those people. I can't tell you how many job opportunities I've had because I met so-and-so at some, you know, beers and engineers. <laughs> we kicked it off. We talked about things that weren't even IT related. He started, yep. to, you know, he knew my name. Uh, and then we ran in, into each other in the field. They saw how I operate or how I did my business or how I conducted myself. And then suddenly there was a role that opened for them. Right. Um, and, you know, sometimes, especially in sales, you know, there's some sales reps that I'll work with until, you know, the end of days, just because of the relationship we've built too. Right. So again, uh, absolutely. getting out, getting out into, um, you know, the, the sub communities that are out there and finding those, it, it, it's almost, I would say one of the easiest places is, um, VMware and virtualization. I think they've had a great community between blogs, Twitter, uh, and the users group, but there's going to be something like that in almost every, um, expertise and field you're in. Absolutely. And, you know, um, I, Personally, like I have like a, a salesperson I work with uh, through one of our vendors, CDW, and I've used the same guy for the last three companies I've gone to. Yeah. And this last company I went to, he's like, you know, the boss isn't letting me take on any new clients. I'm like, what's your boss's information? Because I'm going to let him know that they're going to lose out on our business unless I can work with you just because we had such a relationship and rapport built up and that level of trust. Um, it went, it goes a long way. 
Yeah, it really does. Yeah, relationships are key. I mean, I don't care what book you open up to. CEOs get there because they've built relationships on the board. CTOs, same thing. IT directors get their job because they have trust and relationships with their, you know, the people that were their peers and went above, right? Um, Absolutely. You know, these again, and that they're all intertwined, right? Like, you know, building your brand, standing by what you do, uh, building those relationships, being out in the community. Um, they're all a muscle too. Like you can, you can lose those if you don't actively try to maintain them. Um, but they're all key to, uh, to success and, and, and career advancement. Absolutely. Uh, so I asked you this earlier, uh, tell me a story about when things went sideways, you know, when something unexpected happened and how did you learn to navigate those situations? I think that's a big fear for people when they're getting into a job role is like, oh, I don't know it all. And what do I do when something bad goes, you know, or something bad happens? Yeah. Well, uh, well, I would first say, um, things are going to break in it. And some of the, the best moments you're going to learn from are when it's really, you feel like you're at your low where you have that pit in your stomach of like, Hmm, you know, this was a resume generating event as they call them like an RGE. Um, you know, one funny one and one, uh, one that I think, uh, really helped me in my career. So I'll st- stick with the funny ones that kind of, you know, um, uh, started on a high note. I remember doing like a typical, I worked at a hardware vendor. It was, uh, you know, uh, Dell and we were doing the typical customers taking us through their data center and, uh, they had a pretty nice one. It was a smaller company. They had a glass wall and they had like three or four racks with all their equipment. And they're just showing, yeah, this is what we got. This is the equipment we bought from you guys and what we use. And I pointed at this red button over on the wall and um, I was like, what's that thing? And knowing kind of, well, what it would, what it would be. I mentioned, oh, that's an emergency shutoff button. You want to see? And he slammed it. And I, I go, what did you just do? And he laughed. And he goes, I never connect it. I never connect it. I, I just, I did have to freak people out. Well, then you started hearing the beeping of things rebooting going through. Oh and apparently, my gosh. Oh my God. People were coming out of the, um, their offices saying everything's down. Can't get to the internet. Can't get to any of this stuff. Apparently the UP, uh, the UPS guy, when, when he was going through and replacing, uh, all their stuff, uh, reconnected it. Notice it wasn't connected and reconnected it the day before we went through that one. So that was a funny oh one my that I could, I only was associated the fact I was in the same room and my deep IT, um, you know, the IT gods were like, leave the data center now. Don't be associated with it. So that was, that was a funny one. A more oh, recent wow. one I can recall. I do remember working with a higher education client that bought a product that uh, we sold and, you know, it was a relatively restrictive product. It was not what they expected, right? Mm-hmm. And um, what, how they wanted to design it didn't fit within the bounds. There was a lot of angst. And I remember it was probably a six-month ordeal. We had, I mean, it was just one of those implementations from hell. It, it just plain yep. and simple. We, we hit bugs. We had product limitations. We had, uh, you know, expectations were a whack on both sides, uh, but we were able to work through it. And again, that's just, uh, you know, don't want to go into too many of the details, but, you know, again, going back to the brand part that I've kind of sprinkled in through our outer conversation, you have to 
stand by and show up, right? Like it is on those days, you really don't even want to sh- like wake up for work in the next morning, but you have to work through those. You'll <laughs> learn from it. You'll build better relationships from it. I mean, Absolutely. it's almost, almost like a marriage, right? Like you, you show up and work on your marriage every day. Right. And so that's, that's kind of what these business relationships are. are. Sometimes they'll all be at their highs. Sometimes they'll be at the lows, but show up every day uh, and make sure you stand by what you say. Yeah, that's, that's so true because, you know, that's where you really grow in this career field. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and it sucks sometimes, you know, admitting that you, you screwed up, you know, admitting that you did something wrong that, that hurts every time you're like, Oh, I'm going to go, you know, that's as a resume generating event. Um, but every time I've been placed in one of those situations in my career, I've always came out better for it. I've always learned a lesson. Um, and, so a lot of times you, you make it a bigger deal in your head than it actually ends up being, That's true too. um, that, so it's just better to learn and move on. Um, and worst case scenario, if something does bad happen, you heaven forbid you get fired or something, well, I can guarantee you're not going to make that mistake twice. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, there's always opportunity in down times. I mean, you hear that even from economists when there's a big recession or a downturn in the market, a company will find a way to innovate and be better from it. Right. And yep. that's same for people too. I think, you know, if Absolutely. everything was hunky dory, I don't think you'd learn anything from it. Like I, again, my biggest, even technology advancements where I get more technical is when I, you know, you really screw something up. So, yeah. Oh, and that's how I got into the tech fields. Um, you know, it was during a time where I had lost my job. I had a mortgage. I had three kids. Um, you know, we were in debt up to our eyeballs already. And I was like, I lost my job. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to get back into just another grunt work job, another manufacturing job. I want to go after my passion of tech. I want to enjoy what I do. And um, it was like that extra motivation I need, the extra kick in the pants to be able to pursue my dreams and make that commitment. And, uh, you know, I'm, I've been in the field now for four years officially, and I'm making more money than I've ever made in my life and enjoying every day of it. So, yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it, we, we talk about, uh, a lot of the certifications, definitely the administrator hands on keyboard type of roles, but you don't even need to have those technical skills. There are project manager skills that are needed. Obviously sales doesn't necessarily need to be technical. Um, you know, um, people management skills, um, just being business savvy, uh, it can be massive too in operations. So like, there's just so much opportunity in tech that, um, if you, you know, if you do want to get into tech, cause you, you, you know, you, you see opportunity there. Um, there's many ways to do it. Not even just the ways we talk yeah. about. So, uh, yep, absolutely. So what is one important lesson that you've learned, uh, in life that you want to share with everyone that, that you haven't already shared? That is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, just really sticking with it. I mean, I've had, I, I mean, heck, even within the last year, I can think of times where, uh, I like, I, I have my highest highs of like that I can do no wrong and nothing will bring me down. And then you have your lows of lows of like, why am I even in technology? I can't even make my own PC work for Christ's sake. Right. Like, <laughs> yep. um, you will like, there are times like you will just push through if, if you just push through, let me put it that way. Um, you will eventually get to the other side of it, even as bleak as it sounds. I've been in, and I'm sure you have too. And a lot of other people, I've been on some really disgusting Sev one, you know, support calls that like somehow we just got through it. Right. We don't even know yeah. how we fixed it but we fixed it. And so, you know, um, 
that's one thing I'd say. And then the other thing I'd say is when you do get your first tech job and you're in it, I always feel like there's that first, it almost seems like the first three or six months after the honeymoon period is over, you're like, why did I even come here? You're going to hit that point. You're going to be like, I don't know what I'm yeah. doing. This customer is mad at me. I screwed up really bad here. I don't even know if I'm doing it. Push through it. You know, like I said, just push through it and you'll be good. So if, if people want to find you and connect with you and, um, you know, learn more, where can they reach out to you? Um, I'm on uh, Twitter, uh, threads. I like to really post on LinkedIn is probably my favorite place to go into. Uh, nice. definitely connect with me there. I like to post about, you know, the product I currently cover. Uh, and I love to share just, you know, um, business and technology advancements in general. So yeah, you can definitely. Find Absolutely. Me. We'll, uh, we'll make sure and put those links in the description. Yeah, for sure. And then we've also got our AVS YouTube channel. You can definitely check if you're interested in the product specifically, that's something you can check out a lot of tech videos there that you'll hear my voice uh, walking through it. But yeah. So cool. I, I really appreciate you taking the time and I uh, look forward to having you back on the channel sometime yeah. in the future. Yeah. Thanks so much. This was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for tuning in until next time. Keep learning.